Just Our Real Estate, episode number 150. All right, thank you for joining me in another episode of Just Our Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host. As always, I am thrilled that you're with me today, and I'm happy to be with you, and I cannot wait to jump into the show. But before we do, I just want to say real quick, and I don't do this very often, but I want to do it now. If you are enjoying the show, if you're getting a lot out of it, if you feel like I'm providing value to you and your business, then I would really appreciate it if you would jump on over to iTunes and give me a rating and review. Whatever you think I deserve, whatever you think this show warrants, that's up to you. But if you just give me a rating review. I would really appreciate it. It helps very much get found in iTunes. It helps me reach more people. It ultimately helps me provide value to them as well, just like I'm hopefully doing for you. And I can help more people that way. And that's really the name of the game. And that's why I'm doing this five days a week and putting the content out there is because I really want to help people. I really want to provide value and I really want to make a difference in their business. So if you want to help me out, that's the best way to do it. Jump over to iTunes, give me a rating and review. I would appreciate it very much. Okay, on to the show. All right, guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here today. I appreciate it very much. Today, I've got a special guest, and that special guest is me. I have decided, I have uh, interviewed a lot of great real estate investors, and I've talked to a lot of different people, and I have been interviewed on other shows, but what I thought I would do for you is interview me, right? Answer some questions about me and my business and how I got started and where I'm at now and where I want to be and some things like that that I ask all my other guests, but I've never directly, I guess, answered the question for you here on this show. So that is exactly what I'm going to do here for you today. I'm going to interview myself and I'm going to run it the same way that I run all my interviews. I'm going to ask a question and then I'm going to answer it and it's going to be a little bit crazy like I have, uh, you know, something wrong with me, but uh, that's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to ask the same questions that I would ask all my guests and I'm going to butt out while I answer the question so you can hear what I have to say and uh, we'll see how that goes. I thought this might be kind of cool and something kind of different, so let's give it a try and uh, hope Hopefully I can answer some questions that, I don't know, maybe you've had about me that I haven't had a chance to answer on the show yet. So like I said, we're going to run this the same way I do a normal interview. I'm going to ask the question of myself and then answer that question. Okay, let's get started. All right, how did I get started and where was, you know, where did I get into real estate and why did I get into real estate and what was it that pushed me in this direction? So I'll tell you. Uh, I was working at uh, a job in the automotive industry. Uh, it was an inside sales job. And, you know, I, I was getting to an age, I was in my early 30s at the time, and I was getting to an age where you start contemplating uh, retirement a little bit. I mean, I, I knew I was far from retirement at that point, but you start contemplating and wondering, okay, if I'm making what I'm making, and if I would like to retire in 15, 20 years maybe at that point, you know, 25 at the most, how am I going to do that? How much money do I save now? How much will I have to save to live the life that I'm accustomed to when I'm in my 60s, 70s, 80s, and maybe even 90s, right? We don't know how long we're going to live, but people are living longer now. So I started doing that math. I started trying to figure out where was I going to be, you know, in 20, 25 years? How much money would I have saved based on what I'm doing now and looking at the trajectory of my of my career and what I expect to make for raises and just sort of did some simple math and, and tried to figure out where it would be. And I realized that I would probably not be able to retire if I kept going like I was going and nothing changed. 
and that didn't appeal to me. I, I really didn't like the thought of having to work until I die. So at that point, I decided I was going to start figuring out how I could invest money, how I could get involved in investing that would allow me to accumulate wealth faster than I could with my 401k or just you know the little bit of money I'm able to put away for savings each week in my in my job. And so I got online, and my first thought was stock market, right? Trading stocks or you know trying to trying to make money in the stock market so i started investigating getting on you know at the time i think i was on maybe yahoo at that point that's what was kind of big and started looking around and 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 trying to learn as much as i could and i had some friends that were you know they were um you know educated about you know stock market and how to make money and i would talk to them and i would get online and study it and, and kind of research and i realized a couple of things number one stock market investing is kind of complex like there's a lot if you don't know anything about it there's a there's a big learning curve and it seemed like even people who were quote experts at, at the stock market and making money with the stock market lost money all the time like you know it almost seemed super like random like there wasn't really a way to consistently and reliably and predictably make money in the stock market that was number one it kind of made me nervous but the second thing i realized as i was looking you know up stock sites and how to and trying to figure this stuff out what i realized was that i i really i just hated hated reading about stock market stuff and how to make money in the stock market and i even tried looking up day trading thinking that day trading would be kind of a cool way to get into the stock market and you know make money and 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 that kind of thing it would be real active and exciting and things but you know even day trading didn't sound interesting to me and again a big learning curve and at the end of the day you know it it, it almost felt like gambling like you can make money gambling but you know it's not it's hard and it's not the best way to try to make money. It almost seems kind of random and the stock market market felt kind of random to me. And I just wasn't interested. You know, there was so much to learn and the problem was I wasn't passionate about it. So learning about it was a chore and I just didn't need that chore. So I would always find myself, I would start off looking up stock market investing and trying to learn how to, you know, invest in the stock market. And I would always end up on you know, like sports sites like, you know, NFL.com or ESPN.com or, you know, one of these sites because I would just get bored with reading about stocks and I would just switch over for, you know, just a quick minute to look at some, you know, highlights or some scores or something. And then I would find myself staying there for a long time. And I was not going back to the stock market stuff and in, in, in researching that. So, I quickly realized that stock market probably wasn't going to be for me. It's not that you can't make money or it's it's a bad way to go. I'm not saying that. It's just not for me. It didn't interest me enough to really dive in and learn about it. I wasn't passionate enough about it. So in looking up investment uh, models and different ways to invest, inevitably you end up stumbling across real estate investing. If you dig deep enough into the search engines and you put the right the right keywords in, you'll eventually find uh, investing in real estate. And, and I did, and I started reading about that, and that interests me. That really piqued my interest and kind of got the juices going. And you know, I was less and less going on those websites for sports and, and looking up scores and highlights, and more and more I was sticking with the real estate investing and reading about it and learning about it 
And I went out and bought a few books. I bought like, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, that was definitely one that was big uh, in my life. And, you know, some of these, some other real estate investing books, just miscellaneous books of authors that I can't even remember their name now, but it interests me and it piqued my interest. And, it, and I just kept absorbing and devouring more and more information. And eventually, uh, a few months after I started researching, I found out that there was going to be a conference very, very close to me in Michigan here and there were going to be some national speakers and some people you know in the investing world real estate investing and I bought a ticket and I went and listened and and stayed for almost every single speaker that was that was coming it was a two day event right all day saturday all day sunday and I made it to almost every single speaker and it just blew my mind I was so excited about it and so interested in it and you know they just seemed like they they just had stumbled upon a fantastic way to create wealth and a lot of these speakers i think were you know they were the guru types where they're they're there to sell a course or or you know something you know ungodly expensive and luckily i was just too cheap to to buy any of these courses but it did continue to fuel my passion and my excitement that was building for real estate so I, I really did get the bug and, and I started doing some, some work and, and kind of getting the ball in motion and then life happened. I, I, I had some uh, family situations come up and I got derailed basically. I allowed myself to get derailed and I sort of stayed on the sidelines and never forgot that I wanted to invest in real estate, never gave up on, on, the, on the excitement about it, but I put it on the back burner. I had some career uh, things change for me. I, I, I left a company and had to, had to go to a new company and learn some things, and I had to dive in there. Um, I actually went back and finished my, my college degree that I had not finished when I was younger. So, you know, my kids were growing up, and I, I just allowed life to take me away from it for a number of years, probably about six years, I allowed life to kind of get in the way of, of my real estate dream. And um, when I did go, come back to it, though, uh, I talked to my wife about it and she was skeptical. But, you know, I kind of told her what I wanted to do and gave her some of the information that I had, you know, found and gotten and some of the excitement that I had for it kind of conveyed that to her. And we ended up finding a local a real estate investor who was running um, like a weekend boot camp kind of a thing, and we attended that. It was it was a paid event, and uh, you know it was it was actually it was a couple thousand dollars, but it was a lot of money for us. But you know I just really believed that this guy had some answers, and he was a local guy, so we invested in that, and we attended the boot camp, and it was it was awesome. It was super eye opening. The guy who ran it was phenomenal. He's a great speaker, very knowledgeable, had had quite a bit of success in the local market here. And that was really my start to real estate investing because after that uh, weekend boot camp, this individual also had a mastermind that met once a month. It was a paid mastermind. It was it was a closed door mastermind. It was not open to everybody. Um, but a couple times a year, he would open the doors and accept new members. And we started going to this. And the great thing about it being closed door and paid is that people who were there really were into real estate and not just talking about it. There were some really, really successful people in that group and active people, which was key for me. I didn't realize how key it was. But at the time, it was very key that there were active real estate investors there. And we started networking, my wife and I, 
and started getting to know some of these real estate investors. And when we started our business, we relied heavily on some of these folks to help us, you know, guide us in the right direction. We sort of had a few of them mentor us a little bit. And the guy who ran the mastermind, his name is Mark Islaw, and he's from uh, this area. Well, he's not originally from Detroit area, Michigan. Um, but he he's lived here for a number of years, and he built a, a real estate business here and just a fantastically smart guy and he really told us you know he kind of gave tough love when, when we were not doing what we needed to do to get our business in the right direction he would tell us if we were getting off track or we weren't busy enough which that whole massive action that i talk about all the time he would tell us hey you're not doing enough you this is what you need to do you need to do x y and z if you expect to get anywhere and to our credit my wife and i whatever he told us we did that was it. We didn't question it. We didn't go, yeah, but we would just do it. I didn't, I didn't question anything. So that really made a difference in our career. And what we did was we took action, right? We went and started making offers on properties and we ended up getting one. So that's kind of how we started and, and where we, where we were in the beginning. And after we bought that first house, we were off and running. I mean, we used our own money for the renovations. We used a mortgage to buy the house. So we didn't need any investors, any private investors, I should say. We just mortgaged the house and, and used our own money to do the renovations. And it was a it was a huge success for us. We made more money on that deal than we had ever seen at one time in our entire life. So that fueled us to move on and get going from that point forward. And, and then we just got more and more aggressive as time went on. And based off of that first deal, we were able to secure a lot of private investors. And, you know, once you start networking and doing the right thing and, and making money with these houses, you, you get one private investor and then they talk and then, and then another private investor will approach you and pretty soon it snowballed till we had more money available to us than we could possibly use. We didn't have enough houses coming in to support the amount of private funding that we had at the time. So that was awesome for us. And so that's how I started. All right. Next question that I asked my guests is give us a brief overview of your business today. Well, I will do that. My business today looks a lot different than it did in the beginning. In the beginning, I was hyper-focused on flips. That's all I did, that's all I wanted to do. I didn't wanna be distracted by anything else. And I put blinders on and just worked on flips for a number of years. Today in my business, we're still doing flips and that's the mainstay of our business, but I've branched out and rentals is gonna be a big part of my portfolio going forward in the years to come. I am securing and have secured financing for rentals. We're working out some contract uh, things just so we can get all the paperwork in place. They're private investors that I'm working with and I will be purchasing rentals here going forward in the second half of this year and into the next year until you know I create a portfolio that seems big enough. And I don't have an exact number. I know uh, initially I think that I wanna get 10 and then kind of reevaluate what I'm doing and how much more I wanna do with rentals. But ultimately I think I wanna end up with closer to 25 rentals when it's all said and done. And I know that's gonna take me a while. I don't plan on you know, thinking that I'm going to buy 25 rentals in the next, you know, 12 months. That's just not the way I'm going to do it. But over the course of the next two or three years, I plan to accumulate 25 rentals and and use that cash flow as a base. And then that will help fund future deals. It'll help fund future rentals if I choose to do that. But I just like that residual income. I like the passive income side of it. 
Flipping is great, um, and I'm, that's another thing in my in my business is I'm flipping houses, and I'm trying to work on taking myself out of it and making it more of a passive of a passive business model as well. I mean, you know, with flips, it's a very active thing, but that doesn't mean I have to be active. It doesn't mean I have to be doing all the work, and that's how I've kind of done it in the past. But now I'm starting to branch out. I'm hiring VAs. Um, uh, plan to hire some local folks here in my area and teach them what I do so that they can start doing it in my business and helping take me out of it so I can more, you know, steer the ship and get the long-term vision and help have somebody else working on the day-to-day, you know, work side of it, the, the, the boots on the ground, so to speak, side of it. So that's where I'm at today. And then also, I also have this podcast, which is hugely important to me. I'm very, very passionate about the podcast. I'm excited about doing it, and I look to grow that. So that's a part of my business model now, too, is the podcast. And I am trying to grow this and reach more people and and just create a listenership and a, and, and, and a, a listener base that's growing every single day and providing value to those folks. So that's really where I'm at, and and I have done. Uh, I've started my coaching program, which I'm working on, and it's going great. I'm loving it. I'm having a blast doing it. A really fun time. I have some great students who are doing some phenomenal things, starting out their business. I'm gonna put it on hold for the month of June, like I talked about. But going forward after that, I'm gonna retool it, revamp it, make it even better, and uh, hopefully make it a, a even a better experience for my students. So that's where I'm at right now with my business flips. Um, buy and hold properties, rentals, and growing this podcast. So that is exciting for me. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm passionate about. And like I said, I've pared it down to basically those three things, flips, rentals, podcast. That's my that's my real estate business. And only two of those are obviously investing in real estate. The third one is is part of my business, but you know, it's not it's not investing. It's it's the podcast. So I'm excited about it, though. I, I think it's great, and it's helping me help people, which is exactly what I want to do and how I want to spend some of my time is helping other people. So I'm able to do that, and I'm excited about it. Okay, uh, next question that I would ask my guests is, what is the biggest mistake that I think or that they think new real estate investors make? Um, I'll tell you, the, the biggest mistake that I see new real estate investors making, there's a couple of them. Number one, they try to do everything or they try to they try to they look at too many ways to invest in real estate instead of focusing on one aspect of real estate one you know one particular way of making money in this business and then trying to be great at it they look at you know a half a dozen different ways of trying to make business of trying to make money in this business and what ends up happening is they don't really do anything very well. They get very distracted. They don't. They don't. You know, really achieve any level of success because they're they're pulling themselves in too many different directions. Every time a new thing crosses their their path or you know gets put in front of them, they go after it. And so, what happens when you end up going after something? You stop going after the thing you were going after prior to that, right? So if you're looking at flips and you're and you're making offers on houses to flip and then someone says, oh, you know, you need to buy and hold. Well, that changes things. So now you start looking at buying holds and, you know, when you're new, it's, it's hard enough to just get started and do one thing really well, but to try to do three or four or five or six things really, really well, it's next to impossible. So one of the things that I see in real inv- estate investors doing is just 
they're not focused enough. They don't have enough laser focus on what they really want to do and trying to get good at that and ignoring all the noise around them. So that's that's one thing. Um, the second thing that they do is that they're not taking enough massive action, right? They're doing, they're putting an offer in a house and then they're just sitting back and waiting to see what happens. And then that offer doesn't get accepted. Maybe they don't even get a counter, right? It just gets ignored. So then they start over again and start looking for a new house and they make an offer on that house and then they sit back and they wait. And you know, you just can't do it that way. This business is about, it's largely a numbers game. You have to put in a lot of offers on a lot of houses. And in order to do that, you've got to be looking at a lot of houses and evaluating a lot of houses. At a certain point, when you become you know, a little bit more experienced, you can start firing out offers a lot faster because you can evaluate things faster and take some calculated risks. But when you're new, you sort of have to look at each deal and really run the numbers and know what you're doing. And you can't just shoot out one and stop. You've got to really fire these things out fast, and which means you have to work hard. You have to, you have to put in a a lot of time and effort when you're starting out and I just see too many people not putting in the time and effort and expecting you know you put out one offer and they're expecting to get the house and it's gonna be a huge success and that's not really the way it works rarely do you put out one offer and it gets accepted and you make money usually you have to put out a lot of offers dozens of offers before you get the first one accepted because you're just not good at it at first frankly You'll probably be too slow the first time. You'll spend too much time evaluating, and by the time you put the offer in, there'll be an offer accepted already or something pending, and you'll just miss it all together. I know that happened to me when I started. I just didn't do it fast enough, and I had to create systems that would allow me to make offers much faster on houses. So those are the two things that I see. Trying to do too much and not taking, and by doing too much, I mean going in too many different directions, trying to focus on too many aspects of real estate. But then on the flip side, I see them not taking enough massive action in one direction. So that's some of the mistakes that I see new investors making. So uh, another question that I ask um, new, or I'm sorry, another question that I ask uh, in, investors that I'm interviewing is, um, uh, if I was gonna start my real estate investing business over, or if they were gonna start their investing business over, from scratch, knowing what they know, but not having the resources and the private investors that they have now, how would they do it? What would they do first? So my answer to that would be this. I would start networking. That's something that I did right off the bat, and I did it very, very well. And there were times over the last several years that I kind of pulled away from networking because I kind of had things you know, firing on all cylinders, and I felt like I didn't really need to, but the networking should be constant, should be nonstop. You should be always making connections, creating business relationships, even if you feel like you've got all you need going on and you don't need any more of that, I still say you go after it and start making more connections because things change, right? Business and real estate is very, very fluid. So you have to constantly be working on those relationships because honestly, relationships that I've built in this business have basically built my business. It's been everything. It's where I've gotten all my private investors have been through networking events and, and there's been times when I've been asked to speak on stage and those are the kinds of things that have fostered the relationships that have turned into private investors, frankly. And I've met a lot of investors 
in my local area that have been tremendously helpful to me too through networking, through going to events and talking to people and ask them about their business and just getting to know them. And you know, you don't click with everybody, so that's fine. You're not going to make friends with every single person in the room, but there will be people there that you do click with. And those are the relationships that you want to foster. And you really want to be genuine too when you're fostering these relationships with people. Offer to help them. Offer to give them any help that they need. And in return, they will help you too. So it's a give and take thing. So you have to be sure that you're networking. That's number one. Number two, I would say get out and start looking at houses right away. Even if they're not the perfect house, even if you don't think you can get it for the right price, get out there and start physically walking through houses. You cannot start this business. Most times I will say there's no no, no absolutes in life, but I'm going to say usually it's not a good idea to try to start building a real estate investing business from behind a computer. You have to get out and start looking at houses because eventually you're going to have to know what you're talking about when you talk to contractors or you start trying to evaluate rehabs. If you've never been in a house, you've never been in a in a uh, foreclosed house or a house that needs work and you're not already a builder, a carpenter, or someone who has a lot of knowledge of that, you know, a contractor, you have to start um, educating yourself and getting some experience so you know what you're talking about. And the best way to do that, I have found, is getting out and looking at houses, physically looking at them and doing that work. Call contractors to a house, have them go through it and tell you what they would charge for different things. Start getting some idea of what needs to be done to houses and what it's going to cost. That would be Another big thing that I would do to get my my real estate investing starting. And then finally, I guess the, the third thing that I would do that I, I would say is ultra important, and it's something that I did early in my career. I probably didn't do enough of it, but I did do it to some extent, and it made a huge difference, is I started looking for people who are already successful in my area and already successful doing what I wanted to do, and I started picking their brain. And basically, they were mentoring me. I didn't really think of it that way. I just thought of it as asking a, a ton of dumb questions from people that were that were experienced and knowledgeable, knew what they were doing. And I started, you know talking to people who were doing it and just trying to understand how I do this whole thing and just asking tons of questions and just kind of bugging people a little bit and, and just being persistent, but polite and friendly, but persistent, wanting to know, you know, how do you, how do you evaluate a rehab? How do you evaluate the numbers? How do you run the numbers? How do you know what needs to be you know, renovated and what should it cost and where do I go to find these things and what are your sources for cabinets and what are your sources for flooring and windows? You know, all these things were, were I learned by talking to people who were doing it already. And that's key. That I think you have to do that as a new real estate investor. If you don't, you're doomed. Okay, next question I ask people are, what are a couple of resources that you use in your business that you love? And I will say, I've heard this answer from people and you know it's kind of an obvious one but i think it's important is i use anything mobile i use my iphone for a ton of stuff i mean i use it for google docs so i can create documents uh and access them through my through my phone um i use a, a it's an app called i'm gonna look it up right now it's called mobile notes and it's available for iphone and for android and probably any other platform that's out there uh, it's called Mobile Notes, and I love it. It's great. It's basically a to-do list, but it's it's super effective for me. I, I don't know. You just check it out. I, I can make lists of what I want to do, and then you can cross them off, and, and you can kind of see. It's sort of like 
I guess it's sort of like the iPhone notes or the iPhone reminder, but I just like the format of it. It's real simple, it's real sleek, and it's easy to use, so I use that all the time. Uh, I also use the Zillow and Trulia app sometimes just to see what the ballpark numbers are in terms of resale. It's not 100% accurate, but I still use it because I think that it it gives me you know some idea if I just want to if I'm looking at a market that I'm not familiar with, and I don't really want to wait for my realtor to give me an answer. I'll just check that out and and see how it, you know what the numbers look like and just get a ballpark. Um, so those are a couple of the things that I use. I've created a couple of of spreadsheets that I access on my phone. Um, one of them is for evaluating rentals and just plugging in some some simple numbers so that I can see if it makes sense as a rental. So that's another one that's sort of my own little thing though. You can't download it unfortunately. I've not created an app. I just use it because it's 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 um, very useful for me and it's it's helpful for me just to run some numbers real quickly quickly when when I don't. Uh, you know, when I don't know the, you know, whether I can't calculate the numbers in my head, I'll just do it on that spreadsheet. So those are the big ones, I guess. Um, yeah, those are the big ones. And then, you know, it's important that you have a, a decent camera. If you're using, you know, your, your camera phone, that's cool. That's fine. Um, but I have a, a other cameras that I bring with me, just like Canon cameras that I can use to take pictures and video that are a little bit higher quality so that uh, I can use them when I'm creating a portfolio. When I sell a house, you know, I can use those as my in my credibility kit with um, private investors so I can show them houses that I've done and what they look like when I bought them and then when I renovated them, that kind of thing. So, you know, when it comes to resources and things, it, it can be, you know, apps on your phone or, or websites or whatnot, but it can be physical products. And I tell people that too, when I'm interviewing them, it can be a physical product. So I say having a decent camera, if it's not your camera phone, then having a decent camera that you can carry with you. And you should always be snapping pictures before and after pictures at the very least of your projects. So you can use those um, in a credibility kit for investors or whoever going forward, maybe even a bank if you want to approach a bank and, and try to get bank funding for some of these things, which definitely can be done. You can show before and after pictures. So you want high quality pictures when you do that. Okay. Parting words of advice for new real estate investors. That's the next question. I always ask my interviewees for parting words of advice for real estate investors. And the way I frame it normally is, if you knew that you were talking to someone who wanted to get into real estate and they were passionate about it and they were gonna start the next day and they were literally leaving whatever event you met them at, they were getting ready to walk out the door, they were saying their goodbyes and they asked you for one, one more piece of advice, one more thing, what would you tell them? And here's what I would tell them. Figure out what you want to do, whether it's rentals, wholesaling, flipping houses, whatever the case may be. And, and frankly, I think it should be one of those three things. That's just my opinion. There's a lot of other things you can do. Those that, In my opinion, that's where you should start, one of those three things. And I would tell them, pick which one of those you want to do and then refuse to listen to anything about any of the other two. In other words, if you decide that you want to flip houses ignore all the information you hear about rentals and ignore everything you hear about wholesaling houses. Only listen to flipping houses information and advice. And even then, only listen to it to a point and then go out and do it. You have to pick a path and then go at it relentlessly. Take massive action every day. You need to be doing something to move you in the direction of that goal. And every day, I would suggest you do multiple things every single day, but at least do one thing every single day to get you to where you want to be. 
Don't stop until you get there. Ask for help a lot, often. Call people, ask people, go to events, tell them what you're doing, ask them their opinion, but ultimately do it. Don't just listen, do it. You have to take action. That would be my advice to them. Okay, contact information is pretty simple. You're listening to this podcast, so this is one place you can get a hold of me. Other way you can get a hold of me is go to juststarrealestate.com forward slash coach. That would be my coaching program if you're interested in that. Right now it's suspended for the next month, but you can still go there and apply and I will let you know as soon as I revamp it. I'll give you the information you need for that. Otherwise, you can just email me at mike at juststartrealestate.com. As always, let me know what you think of the podcast. Give me any criticism, any encouragement, any praise, whatever you want to do, whatever you think about it. Let me know if you have some advice for improvements. By all means, let me know. I want to know what you guys want. And I will ask you here in a second at the end of the show, I have a little spot where I ask you if you have anything that's holding you back, any challenges that you need help with. I'd like to know about it because I really want to help. I want to spend this year helping my listeners get to where they want to be and build that business of their dreams. Okay, guys, that's all I have for today. Thanks for listening to me interview myself. I hope it was informative. I hope it told you a little bit more about me that you didn't know. Uh, if there's anything that I, any gaps or anything that I missed that you'd like to know, shoot me an email. Let me know. Go to the show notes. You can do that also. And by the way, the show notes is kind of cool. I always do just start real estate forward slash whatever guest name I have. So the show notes for this show is going to be juststartrealestate.com forward slash Mike Simmons. Kind of cool. All right, guys. See you next time. Okay, guys. One last thing before you go. I'd like to ask you a favor. I'd like you to think about the one thing in your business that you struggle with, something that you really need help with, something that you think I might be able to help you get past, a hurdle, a question, just something that plagues you when you're trying to move forward in your business and let me know what it is. Shoot me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com and put the subject line help and tell me what it is that's keeping you from taking the next step, that's keeping you from propelling your business forward or what's keeping you from getting started. What piece of information, what, what thing is, is sort of holding you back from doing what you want to do in this business. I really want to know. I really want to create solutions for your problems. And I can only do that if you tell me what your problems are. I truly want to help. Please send me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com. Subject, help. And let me know what it is that's holding you back. Until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. Thank <laughs> you.